This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 206, On the Road. This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 206. This is your host, Adam Chapman. This is our On the Road episode. Um, it's the second time we've done one of these. Uh, last time was, uh, I guess, about a, almost a month or so ago, uh, where I uh, had taken a road trip with my wife, and uh, we decided to record a bit of a podcast on the road. Uh, this time around, uh, this episode is instead featuring myself and a uh, new guest, Richard Bryson, as well as uh, returning guest, uh, Paul Scoraz. This was recorded... Uh, on, I guess, I think September the 28th, uh, last Sunday. Um, it was uh, kind of an impromptu episode. I've been talking all weekend that because oh, we were taking this road trip to uh, Cleveland and then took a detour to go to Detroit and then back to Toronto. And I kept saying, oh, we're going to do a podcast. We're going to do a podcast. But it didn't quite fit the natural flow of our, of our journey. And then um, on our way back, after all the driving that we'd done throughout the weekend, uh, we were about maybe an hour and a half away from getting home and uh, we were we were at the gas station and uh, Paul had just gone in to get some gas and I just kind of struck up a bit of a, an odd conversation with Richard and I kind of positioned the iPad in such a way that it was recording it and I was like, you know, we're actually recording an episode and I just kind of uh, decided to wing it from there. It's a bit of a loose conversation. Uh, Richard is not a huge comic book fan by any stretch of the imagination. Not that he has anything against them. He just, he's never really uh, read a lot of comics or seen that many comic book movies. But we decided to see what kind of comic book movies he'd seen otherwise. It's always interesting for me as a comic book fan who loves so many of these things to see what a non-reader would really gravitate towards and enjoy. Um, So we have a bit of a discussion about Superman, Batman, uh, TV shows and movies, etc., uh, and a few other things as well kind of smattered in there. We find out a little bit of how uh, Richard used to have Batman fights and also how he loves Iron Man. Uh, so it's a good episode, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's, a, it's not the same level of audio quality you would expect from our shows because uh, it is on the road, so you're going to hear the hum of the car. Uh, but I, I think it's entertaining. Um, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also post in our HTROMS thread if I ever get around to posting more of those. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this new episode of On the Road, and we will catch you next time uh, and next week for uh, something, probably a flashback episode or something like that. But, um, but uh, thank you for uh, joining us, and uh, we'll enjoy the show. Bye-bye. Have you seen a lot of comic book movies? Would you even know that many? That's right, that sounded like I was being belittled, but it wasn't. I have seen comic book movies. Yeah? I don't know that I remember a lot about them. What if I mentioned a few and you told me what you thought about them? Sure. Alright. I'm actually recording this right now. I've seen... Well, let me ask some some softballs. uh, The original Superman movie. Christopher Reeve? Yeah, it's, I saw it when I was a kid. Do you have any remembrance of it? Not really. Okay. Um, of the Christopher Reeve films, there was four. Uh, the second one is pr- very memorable to a lot of people. It has um, uh, General Zod, played by Terrence Stamp. Any familiarity? No? Not at all. All right. Uh, the third one had uh, Richard Pryor. Do you know Richard Pryor? I know who Richard Pryor is, but I don't remember him being in a film. All right, he was in. Uh, he was the the Toy Man. He was uh, he was bad. It was, it was not a very good film. The fourth one. Oh, uh, I do. I remember that, but I don't remember much about it. But I remember the Toy Man thing. I can picture that in my head. Okay, so you saw that. All right, um, not a great memory, I guess. Uh, Superman Four: The Quest for Peace is one of the worst movies. 
uh, in the comic book kind of echelon. Um, that is, uh, you might have a, uh, if you can remember anything about this film, it would be Superman, um, gr- gathering up the entire world's nuclear arsenal and then throwing it throwing into the, it the sun. Throwing it into the sun. Yes. <laughs> so you have yeah. seen this movie. I've definitely seen it. At least I remember that clip. He also fights, um, I forget what he actually was, but it was kind of like this solar-powered, kind of evil, Superman-ish character, and then at some point he put him inside, like, um, an elevator, and, like, put him on the moon, and because there was no sunlight, he was, like, powerless, until there was, like, a crack in the elevator door as, like, the moon was circulating, and then he, a little bit of the sun got, sunlight got in, and it freed him. (laughs) Don't remember it that. was a bad movie. All right, that's Superman. Um, there was a Superman Returns movie in two thousand six, I want to say, uh, with Brandon Routh. Uh, there was not. There was Kevin Spacey was in it as Lex Luthor. I don't know if that's. I, rem- I again. I remember that one, but I don't really remember much about it. Superman wasn't one of the ones that I liked. No, really I'm almost much. done with Superman. Uh, there was Man of Steel that came out a couple of years ago. I think two thousand twelve. Um, it was a, kind of a big. Big budget movie, uh, kind of relaunching Superman for a new world. Uh, he doesn't have the traditional underwear over the the tights. He doesn't have that anymore. It's more of like an armor that he's wearing. Uh, he goes up against uh, some evil Kryptonians, and they basically destroy all of Metropolis. You might like that one. It's got some space stuff, which you don't usually like that much of. Uh, some space stuff on Krypton, but the Superman stuff is is visceral. Uh, there's a lot of there's more action than you've ever seen in a Superman movie. Okay. Um, um, there was a TV show, an animated TV show. No, there was a real TV, like a. I think it was Superman. Oh yeah, of course, uh, Lois and Clark: uh, The New Adventures of Superman with Dean Kane and Ter- Terry Hatcher. Mm, I don't know. It was in the nineties. I'm, I'm thinking more like in two thousands. Two thousand. Oh, there was Smallville. Smallville. Of course. Sorry. I watched the first few episodes of that, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was all right. But then I didn't. Didn't keep it. You know, it, the, how long was it on for? Is ten years. Really. It went for ten years and then it ended. Yeah. Technically, it's actually living on in the form of a digital comic book that people can buy, kind of continuing like that Buffy? world. Yeah, kind of like Buffy. Okay. Uh, so it, it lives on. Um, that's Superman. What, what about Batman? Everyone likes Batman. Batman, I watched the TV show. Don't remember who the actors were. Okay, Every live, ac- live, action, live action or animated? No, live action. Live action, okay. So you were watching the Adam West television show. <coughs> every, every day, after school. 3.30. Okay. There was um, that and uh, Uh-Oh was the TV show that was on where they put uh-oh. Uh-oh. green slime on yeah. TV. Yeah, that was a, a YTV exclusive and I don't. I think I've already told you before that I was on that uh, on Uh-Oh, kind of. It was before Uh-Oh was spun off into its own television show. It was um, a short-lived variety show called It's Alive on YTV. Yes, that's right. And a lot of places in near was Toronto. Was it filmed? Yeah. It was live. Well, part like of when it, you were on it. Uh, yeah. So do you have a copy of that? I have it somewhere. I, I recorded it off what TV. What was that video game show? Video doing arcade top ten. Yeah, I and just it, wanted to be on that. If you're listening to this and you're from Canada, you love that. Yeah. Uh, Paul Scora is joining us on the show. Oh, he's put a podcast on. I just kind of started randomly talking to Richard and uh, telling you. I, I actually didn't even tell him. I was pretty much all him. I said is I don't know, no <laughs> idea, can't remember. <laughs> You've had some things to say. Yeah, that I watched a few episodes of Smallville. Yeah. And thought it was decent. <laughs> awesome. That's but something. 45 for guess was the total for you mathematicians out there. Thank you. All right, see, I told you we were in a five-buck radius. Okay. Um, so you watched, what were we even talking about? Batman. Batman. And I loved the bangs and pows. Okay. Adam West and Batman. 
Loved it. Oh. So that's in the mid-60s. Uh, that, no, I wasn't alive in the 60s. Well, obviously, but, but no, it, it, it came back in a big way. I mean, I think for a long... It's been in syndication for a long time. It's actually finally coming out on Blu-ray and DVD in a couple I, months. And I watched it with my sister, and uh, then... How good is that going to look in Blu-ray, honestly? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought about <laughs> buying it, but I was like, I can't justify $200 for this. I'm sure... I'm glad we the don't GPS is telling us uh, what's going on. How you get home? Now? Yeah, how to get home. Wow, it actually has a charge to it. That's like the first time. So. This is a, this is actually our our second on the road episode of Comic Shenanigans. This is uh, uh, Kelly Chapman is not on this one. This time we got Paul Scores and newcomer uh, Richard Bryson on the show. Um, I already have covered this some, some of this in the intro, but uh, we're on our way back from our, uh, a baseball road trip uh, the last weekend of September. Yeah, yeah, uh, hmm? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So we went down to first to Cleveland uh, for a game with the Cleveland Indians facing off against the Tampa Bay Rays, which unfortunately was uh, won by the Rays 2-0. Uh, but it was a pretty awesome game. It was, we'd never been to Progressive Field before. And then uh, today we drove to uh, Detroit and we saw uh, the Detroit Tigers clinch the, uh, the divisional championship, uh, which was pretty exciting. Now they're back-to-back-to-back-to-back champions. Um, so that was a, a pretty awesome game, and uh, we, we we come from well, like we our home team technically speaking, I guess, because we're in Canada is Toronto, and the Blue Jays haven't won anything in 21 years. So being in that kind of atmosphere was super exciting because we have not known that for 21 years. Yep. And considering I'm turning 31 this year, I didn't know it when I was 10. I didn't know what that meant. Uh, I it was exciting that they won the World Series, but that was about it. And in America, they have real grass. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Real grass in America. Um, do, any other... Um, so that, that was Batman. You loved okay, it. So, but here's, here's my memory of Batman. Okay. Uh, I would watch it after school with my sister. Okay? Okay. And then after it was over, we would have Batman fights where I would basically <laughs> beat up my sister. Wow. And well, not like... You know, like you're like you would fight with your sister, right? Yeah, no. Uh, no, no. Did you, because did you trap her well, and tell her come back next time. No. <laughs> <laughs> did you leave her somewhere and just leave me? Like I'll be like, back. Same, same living show. room time. <laughs> same living room channel. Same me getting in trouble from my parents. But so like, I, she would try to make me play Barbies, and I, she would like try to force me into it, right? So yeah. I basically do the same thing. I'd be like, No, we're gonna play Batman, and then do the bang and the pows and whatever. That's pretty much my memory. Did of that. you do the dance with the. the, the there's a, there's a bat dance, the bat you see, yeah. <laughs> you can't see this, listeners, but Richard just acted at the dance. It was amazing. And they had classic music, too. I remember that. Absolutely. And, and most episodes are two-parters. They weren't always, but most of them were. It's kind of ingenious. It's a great way to get kids to keep watching. And really, it wasn't that violent. No. Because it would be like, all right, he breaks into the dungeon or whatever. I don't know what place it'd be. He breaks in somewhere, and there's all these bad guys, and then all of a sudden it just cuts to like a bang and a pow, and then all the people are just somehow beat up on the floor. That's true. Right? I never thought about it. I guess he doesn't really actually connect a lot of punches. Yeah. No, it's all really cheesy. Uh, like he might come close, like really slow motion, like he's going to kick somebody, and then it throws yeah. up a pow, and then the guy's like across the room against the wall. Did you ever wish you could climb a building like they used to? <laughs> it's like they, I they did try jumping off my grandmother's roof once, but I don't know if that had anything to do with it. <laughs> it wasn't inspired by Batman? It wasn't. But how over elaborate were all the traps the villains would set up for Batman <laughs> Absolutely. Robin? Absolutely. Like this massive vat that's going to tip over and it precisely... It was, like ma- it was like mouse trap. Yeah. 
Right, if, you, if the marble rolls across <laughs> the floor. Uh, Paul, what would you say is like your favorite villain from that show? Uh, I always enjoyed uh, Penguin. Uh, Burgess Meredith as the Penguin? Yes. Yeah? He knows that. He does. I, a lot of people know that. It, he's a, he was a pretty iconic actor, and that was a big role and very memorable. I think for me it would be uh, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler, one of the Riddlers. I remember the Penguin from the movies. Oh, well, I'm going to get there in a second. Okay. Do you want to jump to the movies? Oh, like Danny DeVito Penguin? Yeah, Danny DeVito as the Penguin. All right, so in 1989... The guy looks like a legit Penguin. <laughs> so, like... It made, the casting made sense. Yeah. Well, they went with, definitely with the, the freak version of the Penguin, like, which... So, in, in the comic books... Yes. Is the Penguin actually look like a penguin? There's different or, versions. I mean, traditionally, like these days, not really. He's not really that deformed. Uh, like, does fact, he just have a big nose? Like, what made him yeah, the penguin? I don't... Yeah. The schnoz has always been there, hasn't it? He's always had kind of the schnoz, as far as I know. I, I gotta say, I'm not totally up in my penguin lore. Um, I don't know if anyone really is, but he's an interesting character. I mean, they've really changed him. Like, the movies definitely went with the freak angle. And then the comics at some point kind of corrected and made him much more of a kind of a mob figure. So he has like his own lounge called the Iceberg Lounge. And he's like, he's more of a, a kind of a figurehead, a mob boss. But that makes sense for him. It more, does. More that. But, but I mean, the Danny DeVito penguin, <laughs> he looks like he could be like the penguin leader of Happy Feet. Like, <laughs> looks like a le- he looks like legit just came from the Arctic. He's just a guy wearing a penguin suit. Yeah, well, and they made him like kind of oddly like fat like like he was just his body proportions didn't even make any sense like in my brain that only thinks in reality and has a hard time going outside of the box I'm like who's talking to this dude who looks like a penguin like how did he come up with an army like he should have been getting beat up and crap in school like if he looked like a penguin true you know what I'm saying well he was in, he was in a circus though his his um, minions were all like circus freaks like in the, the movie lady and stuff and then he yeah, yeah. And, and then he had um I've met her in real life by the way <laughs> Anyways, well, that story. <laughs> Should I tell you that story? Yes. I'm not going to tell you that story, but. Ah. Um, so, 1989, Tim Burton made the first Batman movie with uh, the Joker played by Jack Nicholson. What'd you think of that, Richard? The Joker played by Jack Nicholson. Does that even uh, ring a bell at all? What what movie? This first is Batman. It was just yeah, called. Was it? it was just called Batman. It was the first Batman movie that Michael Keaton did. He did two. Uh, it was the first one that Tim Burton directed, and we had the Joker played by Jack Nicholson, and Kim Basinger was uh, the the lead female um, character, which was Vicky Vale, which was the love interest for the for Batman. Which I always think is weird when they get Batman a love interest because in the comics it doesn't really have one. I don't. I remember. I remember. I remember, I remember Jim okay. Carrey as the Riddler. In we'll, the movie. we'll we'll get there. Whoa! <laughs> I remember Halle Berry as Catwoman. No. Oh, oh no! Why did I remember that? No. I, I'm just saying. That's so you don't remember Jack Nicholson as the Joker? No, not at all. That that is wow. really sad. That is, it's a. It's, so, but how old is Richard at this point? Okay, I guess you're like three years old. So I guess you're gonna get a pass. But then I was only like six. Yeah, I, my favorite one is the one from the '60s, but I get a pass on the one that was out when I was three years old. Uh, so Batman Returns. Then we'll, we'll we'll skip. Actually, Paul, did you like Batman the first one by Tim Burton and uh, with uh, oh, was it with Michael Jack, Keaton and Jack? I, I I did enjoy both Michael Keaton Batman's. Uh, I thought it, I liked the darkness too. I love the Batmobile. My favorite Batmobile ever. 
this oh, yeah. two movies, hands down. I mean, it's not as awesome as the 60s one, though, right? Uh, it's not as awesome as Christian Bale's version <laughs> of the Batmobile, the which was the a bat tank. tank. Yeah. Uh, which I, I would actually drive. <laughs> drive Tumblr down the street, no problem, man. No, I think the Batmobile... I do remember the first time I, I ever really get I remember getting in trouble for swearing was because I quoted a line from Batman because at one point Joker when he's in the middle of the street and the bat bat uh, but the bat plane I guess is streaking towards him and it's got its guns aimed at him which doesn't really seem like a Batman thing to do and he's like come and get me come and get me you son of a bitch and I remember I said that my mom's like what did you just say I'm like the Joker says it she's like no, <laughs> no. you are not saying that yeah no uh, that, that scene always bothered me how he has him locked on and he completely misses everything <laughs> and then he takes out the elongated gun from his pants and blows <laughs> down the plane with it. Because I love the Batwave. It was badass. He comes up to the moon, makes the symbol and comes yeah. down and it just killed the whole scene for me. It made no sense. As a kid though, I was like, holy shit, he took a gun out of his pants. That, that's a super long gun. <laughs> Now I look at every it time up. I went to the washroom. I was like, "Oh, that's a super long gun in my pants." <laughs> oh, but, but oh man, I don't, I don't know because I really like the old school stuff. Okay, and so all the newer stuff, like well, I don't know, I, I wasn't into the comic books, but I remember like the original, like that Batman TV show. So to me, that's what Batman should be. Okay. It's interesting, because that's like a very light version of Batman. It's not very serious. I don't think they ever referenced the fact that his parents died. Like, I don't think there was an origin for Batman in that show, because it wasn't about, like, this deep, tortured character. It was it was just this fun show. It's interesting, because comics took a long time to kind of break away from that, and I think it hurt comics for a long time, because people were like, oh, comics, you mean like Biff Powell, smack, you know? Like, not what they could be but at the same time as a kid it was a great entry point into that world because it was it was just it was exciting it was fun but if you watch or if you read the comic books yeah like is there a, a version of the Batmobile in the original ones that they tried to emulate in the movies or the TV shows or do they just more or less. always just make up whatever or? no no more or less I mean like the, the one in the 60s TV show that you like so much I mean, it was basically represented in the comics, and the comics did at some point become a little bit sillier. And like the Batman comics and Superman comics of the '40s and '50s went through crazy different versions. Like there was a, a Batman version that was almost sci-fi, um, and it was away from being like a detective or anything grounded. And then you had, you know, when the, the TV show came out, you had these kind of sillier, funnier adventures. Um, problem is the TV show was only on for three years but the comics took a while to kind of get away from doing what they were doing because of the TV show I mean there was a thing called Batmania I mean Batman was huge in the 60s because of the television show um, so let's move forward to Batman Returns this is from 1992 so Danny DeVito as the Penguin We've he is the Penguin right uh, we also had Christopher Walken in the movie uh, we had Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman okay. um, I mean she's People really like her version of Catwoman, although really it has nothing to do with any version of Catwoman that's elsewhere. Like, she's not really a thief. She's just this weird, almost mystical character that gets, what, brought back to life by cats licking her? She, yeah. Oh, I remember of, that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. She's kind of mental. whole Nine Lives thing, I see her going with it, but it was, it was, it was kind of weird. She was a, kind of a mystical character, though, because remember at the end, like, she's basically losing lives? Yes, exactly. It's just like, yeah. What? 
That's not what the character does. No, no, but they decided they roll with something a bit like, different. Like, this so. doesn't usually happen, but technically speaking, the one the version of Catwoman we got in the 60s series was probably more accurate to who she is. She was this kind of cunning, very sexy burglar and thief who tried to kind of sex up Batman. That's very accurate. Although, I guess she did sex up Batman in the Batman Returns as well. Yes. I like Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't, she hasn't actually done a lot, but she was pretty... Um, that costume really took hold for a lot of people. That kind of ripped, kind of weird, like, stitching Stitch costume. Leather, yeah. Yeah, like, it, 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 it doesn't really have it appear in the comics, because the comics, she's always kind of had, like, a bodysuit. Yes. Um, and and then... And, and Goggles is much more recent that Ed Brubaker and I forget which artist Darwin Cook I think uh, brought it out did you ever watch the Batman animated series Richard? I don't think so no? that was around 92 so you would have been about 6 years old and then with the grey costume she had? yeah she had a grey costume yeah. there because she had no. like don't remember it the purple costume with the long curly hair in the comics for a while right? she did yes yeah. And now she's more of the black and the grays. Yeah, and then, yeah, in the TV show, it was just like a plain gray costume with like a belt. Black uh, boots and gloves and I can't. Yeah, and it was all right. I mean, I, I really like that show. We're going to talk about more mainly just movies, not touching on the TV shows, especially since Richard has no idea what's going on. Not a clue. Uh, so <laughs> ne- the next Batman movie then was Batman Forever. This is the one with Jim Carrey. Perfect. Now, what were your take? So we got first of all, we changed Batman. Okay, so you have to remember, I haven't, I don't really watch rewatch movies, even ones I like. Okay. So I don't remember a lot about it. I just remember that Jim Carrey was awesome. He was. Um, he was over the top, but I think it worked for what they wanted to do with that version of the character. Exactly. But you guys didn't seem like when I originally said that Jim Carrey and Halle Berry, you guys didn't seem like you liked that one. Those ones. No, the Halle Berry. Don't. Halle Berry, absolutely not. Uh, Jim Carrey, it's divisive because. The, the movie itself isn't well regarded but some of the performances in Batman Forever weren't bad uh, it's just it, it marked the different the change because uh, Joel Schumacher was the director of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin which kind of killed the Batman franchise so it went from being kind of this dark really creepy twisted take on Batman and his world that Tim Burton was doing with the first two movies and it became a much different affair so Batman Forever has a lot of elements it has a bunch of villains you got Two-Face Played by Tommy Lee Jones, which is kind of the worst portrayal of Two Face possible, um, which is so over the top and ridiculous. But then you also have a pretty interesting Jim Carrey as the Riddler. You have a, a love interest played by Nicole Kidman, who feels out of place. You have Batman played by Val Kilmer, who again feels out of place. Um, and you have Chris O'Donnell uh, introduced as Robin. So there's a lot going on. Was in Robin movie. in all of the movies? He's no. only in two of them. Okay, why? Um, they wanted to build up to it. They built up the legacy. Built up yeah. the franchise. They're building up to that point. Now, it's interesting as well, Batman... Right, how long are they going to build for? Because it's been like two decades. What do you mean? Well, I just said, in the, you said he's only in two of the movies. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I think the problem is is that a lot of people look at Robin as being kind of a difficult character to make sense. if Because they, they bring all these combo characters and try to do such real-life, kind of um, very grounded stories. Like, the, the Chris Nolan trilogy is a great example. They try to go so real world with it that if you throw in a 15 year old kid, it's gonna look fucking stupid. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna make no sense why this guy would let this kid go into battle with him. Like it would just, it would be. Yeah, but then you got Kick Ass, where it's like a bunch of kids, and that makes yeah, sense. We were but okay it, with that because you have a bunch of kids. Okay, but can't can't it just be like the you know Batman's a little crazy, obviously. Yeah. Uh, 
find some guy from a, I don't know, an orphan, orphanage or a circus or a homeless shelter. I don't know where you want to <laughs> drag him out of. Circus is where Dick Grayson came from. His, his parents died on a, uh, because of, um, some, um, well, depending on the version, but basically there was... swallowing accident? <laughs> no, his parents were on the trapeze. Uh, their sense. lines That's were cut. That's why he's so they fell. and loose. <laughs> they fell and died. And then uh, Batman was there and he kind of took him on as his protege and eventually helped him kind of come to terms with what happened to his parents and kind of took on the same kind of um, uh, mission that Batman did himself. Which, it, it, it does work. And Batman Forever kind of tried to make it work. Um, with an older version of Robin, like he's not a kid, he's more like teenager, kind of a, a rebellious teenager. It was all right. It just again, it, I don't. The whole tone of the film felt right, so but different. To be fair, their intent was to make it more lighthearted, comic booky, yeah. more accessible to the, the younger kids, which obviously right. it was for Richard. <laughs> right, um, and because you can't do dark and, and crazy, it doesn't doesn't work, right? And it makes the movie itself more marketable for the merchandising and the toys. Oh, absolutely. This is when toys became huge. Exactly, right? So if you make, when you make these movies that are unwatchable for kids, then it's from merchandising out there. Like, you're not going to take your kid to the, um, I think Ben, to see the new Robocop movie. It's way too violent for him, right? So he had Robocop toys on the shelves. Who's going to buy these toys because kids don't see the movie? Well, that's just weird because Robocop was always an R-rated movie. My, uh, my problem with dark movies is a lot of these movies I end up seeing at the drive-in theater because yeah. I'll go to watch something else that I'm interested in and it'll be like the second free bonus film or whatever. Yeah. It'll be one of these, you know, superhero comic book crossover movies and I'll end up watching it. But a lot of them that they filmed, if they're filmed really dark because of the way it's outside on the projector, it, you can't see it that well. So mm-hmm. some stuff like I saw the second Kick-Ass at the drive-in theater okay. and there was parts of the movie where I couldn't see like hardly any of what was going on oh really because of how dark it was filmed but um off topic but on topic have you guys seen the movie uh the neighbors with uh no not yet seth yes. seth broken and yeah. uh it's interesting in the uk it's what's outside of north america it's called bad neighbors but what's the younger guy's name um zach efron zach efron and so the, the two of them are in a car having a conversation yeah about how different they are in age by like 10 years yeah. so the way they're talking to decide like uh, he, the one guy asks the other guy oh, so yeah, who, who, the is your, who is your version of Batman that's right like, who do you remember as Batman so who like if you guys think of like who your Batman is in your head who do you who do you picture who is Batman to you honestly I hear a voice and I don't see someone like I, I hear Kevin Conroy who did the voice of Batman in the animated series more than anything like if I read a Batman comic that's the voice I hear Okay. It's kind of answering your question, but not also. <laughs> that makes sense. Though, if I had to pick it from the movies, it's Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton would otherwise probably be my Batman. I would, I would, otherwise, I would agree with, with that and with, with Conroy for the animated, for sure. And we already know who mine is. Who is it? Adam West. Exactly. It's Adam West, okay. Right. Interesting. That's actually. I, I but anyway, I love that scene in the movie. No, absolutely. I remember, I was like, that's pretty cool. They're just cool. It's going. They're trying to imitate the voice of who they think is Batman and they're just like I'm Batman no I'm Batman <laughs> but they they both sound pretty much exactly the same just saying I'm Batman <laughs> and it made me laugh that was actually I'm Batman I'm Batman off topic completely did you like that movie? Uh, yeah that was pretty funny 
I enjoyed it. I think being a recent father, I really didn't enjoy it as much. I, I think just... being an idiot half the time made me enjoy <laughs> it. Oh, uh... Yeah, I could see that. Like when, um... Because you were crying because... Well, when the like, airbags are blowing he's up. He's just trying to get their baby to sleep. <laughs> because guys can be nicer to him. When the airbags were blowing up everywhere? Yeah. I, I That felt like something Richard would do. You know, my, my favorite... That, that was awesome because he's on the phone with his wife and she's like... He's like, they stole our airbag. He's like, what the heck are they going to do with an airbag? <laughs> they blows through the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. Oh, man. Um, so Batman Forever, you liked it? You loved the Riddler? Love the Riddler. Love the Riddler. I've seen it once and I was uh, 9, 10. 9, 10. Yeah. I think it was like 95, 96. Yeah. To be fair to it, what they were trying to do with it at the time for the target audience, they succeeded. But as the dark comic book fan that wants the darker Batman, it's a total nightmare. Yeah. Right? Um, Riddler is not badly done. I think just Two-Face is such a mess. Like, it's so over the top. And I feel like Tommy Lee Jones was... They just kind of like, do this. And he was just so over the top. Well, because uh, he didn't know what he was doing. No. He just kind of went with it. And he's a very good actor. And he gets Absolutely. very involved with his role. So he kind of just rolled with it as best he could. I think they told him it's going to be like the TV show. Like, they, like they've said, there have been interviews where they said, like, we're, we're making a toy commercial. That's what this is. And if you look at it, the movie as being a toy commercial, it absolutely is. Especially more in the, in the Batman and Robin, but it's definitely there. It's interesting because Billy Dee Williams, who played Lando Calrissian, was supposed to be Harvey Dent. Um, in the first Batman movie, he's actually he actually is Harvey Dent, yes. giving a speech. So he was always excited that he was going to get to be Two Face. What a different movie that would have been! Yeah, they never got there. That's right. If he had been able to do it, and Tim Burton had been able to do it as well, I mean, they kind of pushed everyone. Was out. Tim Burton's wife ever in any of the movies? No, Helena Bonham Carter. No. Yeah. She's she's in a lot of his stuff. That's uh, these days, like she like they don't even make a movie. Like he makes With a movie. Sweeney Todd, awesome. Yeah, loved it. Either if he, that out there. If he's making a movie, it's either got Johnny Depp, Helena Bonham Carter, or both. Yeah, and it's awesome because they're both good. Absolutely. Um, so that's Batman and Robin. Sorry, Batman and Robin's the next one. It's the fourth one. Do you remember this one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, how do I, I not remember freeze. that? Chill, chill. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. It's so bad. Get into so the bad. freeze tank. <laughs> it was so bad. It's basically... About I am movie. going to freeze you up. <laughs> <laughs> it's Arnold Schwarzenegger doing horrible puns as the most, like, muscular uh, Mr. Freeze you can imagine. I don't understand what no, the Arnold Schwarzenegger... I don't understand what the obsession with Arnold ever was. Did he do anything that was, like, amazing in What's acting? Terminator. Terminator. Hardly, though. I mean, yeah, it Conan, was good, the first but Conan. it wasn't. It didn't have anything to do with his acting. Um, I think it was almost his lack lack of acting in, yeah, in like, some ways. How many things did he say? He's robotic. Uh, he's robotic, uh, so he fit the role. Well, he was pretty good in uh, in uh, the first Predator movie. I don't remember as, as that. Judge. True Lies. True Lies. True I liked lies. him in that. Love Kindergarten true. Cop. Twins. I liked him. Uh, I liked him best as the governor. The governor. <laughs> as the governor. Commercial. Not the governor. When he was the governor. I know. Literally. Literally. I know, but they called him the Governator because he was the Terminator. Yeah, but who would... Did you see the commercial he has? I don't know if it's actually legit or not, but apparently you can go to his house and drive his fucking tank really? and crush stuff. <laughs> that would be awesome. I the commercial is amazing. I'm a Schwarzenegger. I have an ultimate dream. I have a fucking tank. <laughs> I have a tank. I crush this. You can crush stuff. <laughs> and he just rolls over everything. That can't be real. Drive on his cake. 
Come to California. <laughs> Drive my fucking tank. It's hilarious. So hilarious. That is funny. Yeah, look it up. It's so you don't really get the whole story because Schwarzenegger was huge in like the eighties and nineties. Yeah, that's because he hit the gym every day and busted out the steroids. Yeah. Oh, you went huge in a different way. I did mean huge <laughs> in a different way. He was well, very what popular. Way did, what way did you mean he was huge then? <laughs> he had a huge personality. <laughs> he was a big movie star. All right. He did a ton of action you. movies. I mean, they were pretty big. Not a, not a huge fan of Arnold, that's all I'm saying. Alright. Wow. I watched um, Hey Arnold as a kid, too. <laughs> I never liked Hey Arnold. Football head? Come on. That weird football head, yeah. Uh, who else was in Batman and Robin? You had... Um, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman as Poison, Poison Ivy. You had a horrible version of Bane, uh, uh, who was like, just a muscle boarded out. Yeah, he had no personality. And then we had, had like uh, visuals for Bane. Because, both because like, eh? we have I don't want... <laughs> I don't. I don't know any of the characters you guys are talking about, right. and I don't know any actors and actresses' names hardly ever. So I'm just like you know Alicia Silverstone. My, uh, she was in Clueless. Uh, she was Batgirl. Kind of hot, but yeah. Well, the big thing that uh, Batman and Robin introduced that took a long time for comic book movies to be able to shed nipples. was bat nipples. Nipples. They had bat except for Batgirl. I don't think she had bat nipples in her costume, did she? That would have made it better. It would have made it better, yes. There and there was like very rubbery latex, and it was George Clooney as Batman. I remember Clooney being Batman, but he, I can't remember. The do you movie. remember that he whipped out the Bat credit card? No. Yeah, there's a Did Bat it look credit like card. A, it looked like a bat. There was a Bat symbol on it. I don't actually remember uh, if it was in the shape of a bat per se. It was just ridiculous. Everything about it. You know it what? Was I think that would be a really stupid. great sales feature for banks. <laughs> You know, the, the bat credit card? Well, not necessarily the bat, but just different shapes. You know what I mean? You think so? You want, a, you want a shaped credit card. Interesting. I had never thought about that and probably will never think about it again. Uh, you probably will when it's a genius marketing scam <laughs> and you have to sell them all the time. Oh, damn. Um, all right, well, let's move forward because you haven't seen Batman or Robin, apparently. You remember that George Clooney was Batman, but that's it. Um, so the franchise basically died. That was 97. So, so it was eight years until we see another Batman movie with Batman Begins by uh, with Christian Bale. with by Who Christ- I remember. By Christopher Nolan, who directed it. You have... Uh, I actually Le- saw that one in the theaters. My friends forced me to go. What'd and, you think? Uh, I thought it was really, really long. Okay. I don't know how what, what the runtime is on it, but I remember... I was like, is he ever going to be Batman? Or, like, <laughs> am I in the wrong film? <laughs> is he training to be a monk? I don't... Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. You know I mean, like, they did a lot... Like, what I liked about Batman Begins is that uh, it went against type, and it was a relaunch of the Batman mythos that didn't use Joker right out of the gate. Because Joker is obviously the most well-known Batman villain. And yet they didn't go right to Joker. They went to something that most people didn't know about, which is Ra's al Ghul, which didn't exist on your precious television series in the 60s. Uh, you want to know what it reminded me of at the start, to be honest with you? Sure. It reminded me of the Ace Ventura movies <laughs> when Jim Carrey goes to that, like, monk... Well, I don't oh, yeah. even know what you call it, but... You know, when he's... Monastery. The monastery, and he's yeah. walking up the steps and stuff and doing all this stuff with a monk. That's what it reminded me of. In the Batman <laughs> not, movies, and the I'm like, one, right? yeah. uh, well, was that the second movie? Second one, yeah. second, okay, that's what. Maybe yeah. I, I guess that's the one I saw in theaters. No, no, so. the second Ace Ventura. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, second Ace Ventura. Yeah. When nature calls. Yeah, that's not, not pet detective. So that was the first uh, Batman with Christian Bale, though. When yes. They, 
and they had when a, they ripped off Ace Ventura, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever described it that way, but yeah. They had uh, Liam Neeson as uh, Razal Ghul. Oh, I love Liam Neeson. Who doesn't? Especially these days. Liam Neeson's yeah. really blown up now. Except the gray. The gray, the gray was. The gray wasn't good? Uh, it was actually a really good movie, except the ending was such garbage that it wrecked the entire movie. <laughs> uh, um, Batman Begins, I, I love that movie. I, I think in some ways, I mean, Dark Knight's still better, but I just something about the journey to becoming Batman I liked, which apparently Richard could not wait for it to be over. <laughs> you didn't like the... Did you like the the, um, the Batmobile that he has now, the, the tank... He doesn't I, say I mean, Yeah, I think it was cool, but again, I don't think it fit the original my brain thinking of what Batman is. No. Because your Batman doesn't drive a tank and shoot things. No. I guess not. And he doesn't hang out with monks either. <laughs> that you know of. Well, that's true. Although he does hang out with a small child, or a younger, a younger man, much well, younger weird, man. I guess. Yeah. But weird. I was a small child when I watched it, so I was like, whoa, maybe Batman will hang out with me, too. <laughs> I want to imagine young Richard. Gosh, gee, Willikers. Gosh, gee. Uh, so after uh, Batman Begins, we have Dark Knight. Did you watch that movie with uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker? I have never seen that. Really? It's however, a fantastic movie. However, I did, I think I purchased you something from the Dark Knight. Did I not? Like for Yes. A, actually, a, you got me Dark Knight Rises. Oh, okay. Because it came with a little Bane figurine. Yes. I remember that. figurine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, primarily, at first I didn't watch it because it made me angry the amount of people that were going to watch it just because Heath Ledger died. Yeah. And I was like, would I have gone to watch this if Heath Ledger died? Didn't die? Not likely. So I'm not going to go watch it now just because he did. Fair. So then I never went and saw it. And uh, never watched it online or rented it or saw it at the drive-in. Really, it's it's actually a, a really tight movie. I would say it's it works almost better as just a crime movie in general than necessarily a Batman movie. Like Batman, obviously, is in it; is a big part, but it's just so much of it is just a really well done thriller. And it's did Heath Ledger completely finish that film, or he did, did. He have to get? Yeah. Okay. He finished it. Now, there was a controversy when it came out. They were going to cut one scene because it has the Joker in a body bag. And they thought it might be a little uh, poor taste. Yep. But uh, the director was like, you know what? He wouldn't want us to cut it. Uh, on that same note, there is a Robin Williams movie coming out. I don't know if you've seen it. I think it's called The Angriest Man in Brooklyn. Okay. And the whole movie, the premise of the whole movie, is that uh, he, he's being a dick to his doctor... And I don't know if he's actually dying or what the circumstances are, but the doctor tells him he has an hour to live. Oh. And he's going around trying to, like, make up for being a dick all the time and, like, see his wife and tell her he loves her and see his kids. And he's, like, all upset because he's going to die. Oh, and wow. he has, like, a I'm dying party and, like, him and only one other guy show up. And it's just, it's really weird, the fact that he committed suicide. That is it's, weird. You know wow. what I mean? Because you almost wonder, like, okay, he committed suicide, so he had just done this movie. Like, I don't know when he filmed it, but, like, you would think that, you know, some of that stuff that you would have thought about when you were filming that movie would make you... Yeah. Well, they kind of, they said that about Heath Ledger, right? That he was definitely, like, he's really method. 
Yeah. Yeah, because so. when I heard he was cast for this role, I thought, no fucking way. Pop Everyone did. Mountain boy, give me a break, right? I loved him in Knight's Tale. Knight's Tale was right? amazing. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. Amazing. But I didn't buy a Joker, and then he comes up with his performance, and I, I shit myself. It was so amazing. It made the movie for me. I loved the song Lowrider because of Knight's Tale. Lowrider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing movie. But actually, whatever I think of people complaining about the casting in any of these comic book movies, I just think back to every, no one thought Heath Ledger was a good choice, and he was brilliant. But see, for me, not ever reading comics, not being that vested in it, yeah, the, the casting choice never is something I even think about. Okay, I'm just like, oh, that person's doing that. Yeah, good That's for fair. them. But they made twenty million dollars. Sweet deal. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, that's that's true. I, if you're not as invested in the world, then it doesn't make a huge difference because you don't have that that preconceived notion of what that character should be like. Uh, Joker. I mean, at least he had already been like Caesar Romero had played him in the uh, TV series. Uh, Mark Hamill had done the voice in the animated series. Um, Jack Nicholson had played him in the first Batman movie. There were so many different versions of Joker that a lot of people had an idea of what Joker should be, and no one thought that Heath Ledger, that kid from 10 Things I Hate About You, could possibly be the Joker, and he was terrifying, and he was so good that like when he's on the screen, you can't look away. You just reminded me of something exciting. Okay. That reminded me. It made me think of something. Okay. Let's play a fun game called 10 Things I Hate About You. Where we each tell each other ten things we hate about the other person and see if we still make it through the rest of the ride home. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you're doing this or, at the end of the or, trip. Or you can go home and play it with your wives. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to create a... No, I'm not going to tell you on the air thing because somebody will steal my idea. I'm going to create a board game called Ten Things I Hate About You. It's going to be a great family favorite, you know? Tuesday night game night. Is it, oh, it man. Hasbro? Are you trying? Are you, are you trying to? Are you getting uh, paid back or like um, kickbacks from, uh, family, from therapy, family therapy? Divorce attorneys, <laughs> family therapists, and uh, divorce attorneys and couple of therapists. Yeah, it's just gonna have like their business cards in the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, Okay, so you didn't watch Dark Knight. Did you see Dark Knight Rises? With obviously not. You don't know who Bane is. You don't understand. You don't understand the voice that Paul keeps mumbling out. That probably isn't even coming out in the podcast very oh, yeah. well. It, ju- it just reminds me of uh, Mortal Kombat and the guy that has the thing over his face. Oh, like That's Scorpion, Scorpion, or Sub Zero, or both. He, well, both. But I don't know if they they even talk or what. But the uh, action the he's doing is reminding me of that. Oh, okay. okay, fair enough. All right, so that's Batman movies. <laughs> Right. You have such a great history. Great. You've watched a couple. Okay, Dark Knight Rises is fucking really cleaned terrible. Up on that. It's Absolute. not terrible. It's garbage, Adam. It's absolute shit. Based on two amazing movies, they flush it down the toilet with a piece of garbage at the end. Terrible. I, I disagree that it's garbage. Good about this movie. Nothing good about this movie. Uh, Anne Hathaway is fantastic. No. She's a very good Catwoman. But, but her, her, her role, her whole purpose in being it made no sense. It's mm-hmm. there. Actually, I want to go back to Catwoman for a second. Richard, have you actually seen the Catwoman movie? Nope. Because you mentioned Halle Berry, so I thought I'd ask. I've never actually watched it. I I can't. I can't either. Is Halle Berry Catwoman in it? She is. Well, then, why wouldn't you watch it? It's It's a real question. Uh, I don't think she's... We're afraid. We're very afraid. I'm very afraid. She's not a very good actress. I mean, sometimes she is. I'm sure that's why she got cast, was because of her acting abilities. Yeah, I know. Uh... 
it was it was during that period where she made a lot of I would call questionable movies. Uh, like she did, um, she's pretty terrible in Die Another Day, which was a Bond movie. Incoming call. Press the phone button to answer. This is the best way to do a radio show. Cool. Are you gonna answer this, or are you gonna decline? <laughs> Speaking it? of Batman, my buddy Walter, he's a huge Batman fan. We should probably take this though. You probably right. podcast. We're gonna pause. Not that no one will matter. And we're back. We're moving on from Batman and Superman. We're gonna talk about. Uh, uh, well, we did talk about Superman. We talked about Superman to start. Right, but I didn't did know I miss that whole thing. Yeah, I didn't know anything about him, so we've been on that <laughs> We talked about uh, Quest for Peace. Do you remember that, uh, Paul? That's the one where he fought the nuclear man, and um, he imprisoned him in a um, what, like a, um, an elevator, sh- like do- uh, car, and put him on the moon. <laughs> Yeah. And then when the a crack of sunlight came in, and then the radioactive man or whatever he was called, I actually forget what he was called, he gets powered up and, and bursts free. Like, it, it had Superman throwing all the nuclear weapons into the sun, which is the one thing that Richard seem remembers. As stupid to you guys who like comic books as it does to me. Who From that, like comic books? I've already told you the Superman movie is terrible. Okay, Superman well. four is awful. It, I think like it, it was also made for like five dollars. Like they did not spend a lot of money on it because the third one didn't do very well. Um, and there's a lot of shitty comic book movies. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's uh, talk about some Marvel movies. Did you ever watch the Blade movies? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I did play Blades Empire. of Steel as a child, if we're just going to keep bringing up my childhood. <laughs> well, that's... Touch the pad. Touch the pad. Yeah, touch the pad. Yeah. Which I thought said, take off your pants for like about <laughs> eight, eight years. I'm like, why do these guys want to take their pants off all the time? Like, Wow. But, we're gonna do a video game podcast with Nate one of these days. Someday we'll do that again. Um, so Blade was a, it was a it was a three movie series. Uh, so it's a trilogy with Wesley Snipes played this vampire hunter who's half vampire himself. Oh, I know Blade. Okay, all right. You can throw Wesley Snipes in there. I'll remember anybody who was arrested for tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> and it had uh, what is it? Ryan Reynolds was he was in the third, third one. one. Third yeah. one? Yeah. Okay, with, that's the one I really yeah. Really, really and and just like and Jessica Biel was in that. So what did you just say? When he calls Triple H a cock juggling a thunder cunt. I don't remember that at all. That's like the best line in the whole movie. Wow. And, uh, what's, who's the chick that's in that? Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Yeah, before she was really famous. And no. she wasn't... Uh, I don't think... Was she... Is that when she got hot or... She was already kind of hot. Because her... She... That was around the time I guess she'd already left 7th Heaven. Because okay. she kind of wanted to leave it, and I don't know if like I, I know way too much about Jessica Biel. I'll tell you that I don't know why I know as much as I do. Stalker. Whatever. I remember that You're she had wanted to leave Seventh uh, Seventh Heaven. She did like a photo <laughs> a photo shoot in Gear magazine that caused like a big stir with Aaron Spelling because she was like partially topless in it. Because <laughs> she wanted to like leave the show, and then after that she did a few movies and she did uh, Blade. Um. She was alright in it. They were kind of setting her up to be kind of like the next, like a spin-off movie with the Night Stalkers, which never ended up happening. But I it shows that... I remember in Blade, he had that sweet knife thing, the, I don't know, katana, yeah. or it wasn't a katana, but it was like a... Oh yeah, I remember The boomerang things, or the, no, that, the actual sword? that big sword thing that he had that he carried on his back. Yeah, amazing. I don't okay. know what it's called, because I don't think it's a real thing. Okay. It's, uh, that was the first of, what, Ryan Reynolds' three comic book roles? Yes. He's been, uh... Well, he's Green Lantern, right? He was, he was Green Lantern. Terrible. Which I didn't see. He was Hannibal King in, Did uh, you guys in watch Blade. Green Hornet? I never watched Green Hornet. I've seen 
most of it. I didn't see it, but you <laughs> <laughs> seemed so excited like you'd actually seen it. No, you want it? No, because it looked like it was just going to be ridiculous. That looked like that you would actually enjoy it because yeah, it looks like a sixty show. Yeah. It, it looked like it was just going to be ridiculous. Absolutely, the Green Hornet did a crossover back in the sixties with Batman. So there was a Batman meets the Green Hornet. Anyway, um, and then he was also Ryan Reynolds was also Deadpool in uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, which is a, a pretty shit movie. But now we have the legit Deadpool greenlit. Yeah. Finally, good an news. actual Deadpool movie coming out in February awesome. 2016. I don't even know what Deadpool is. I'd be totally is. okay if they made it all CG like that trailer and he just voices it. I'd be cool with that. I don't think they will. I, I really won't, but I'd be cool with them just saying. Yeah. Is there a huge audience for Deadpool? Um, I don't know. Because, um, like, I feel like if I were to ask people who aren't in the comic book world, do you know who Superman is? Yes. yes. You know who Batman, Spider-Man, you know, a lot of these characters, the answer would still be yes. I don't think a lot of them would know who Deadpool is, just because I know myself, never heard of him until okay. I met you guys. Oh, okay, absolutely. But who knew Iron Man or Thor or some of those characters before? Well, that's started. not quite the same, because they've been... Thor, uh, like know. I mean, Iron Man had his own animated series in the '90s. Like he's been around. He's not very. He was a, kind of a seedless in terms of pop- popularity. Um, so yeah, I mean, and three blade, and now he's the best. No, it's true. And also, like Guardians of the Galaxy was a huge hit, and it had characters no one's ever heard of Nobody, either. Nobody, exactly. It has a talking raccoon and a talking tree. Like that's not. That doesn't seem like a recipe for success. Iron Man is the best now, though. Well, we'll get there. All right, I'm just saying, thank you, Robert Downey Jr., for being awesome. Yeah, that's right, true. Right. I've always loved Robert Downey Jr. Uh, so the Blade movies you saw, how many of those did you see? I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them. Like, they were on TV all the time for That's a while. true, they were. Yeah, that's true. But I don't remember a lot about them other than the cool sword. I remember some weird weird blood end scene where there's like oh, a... Oh, the first one has uh, uh, like, like, he's a Terminator liquid metal, but blood. Yeah. 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 Like, terrible. I forgot about that completely. Yeah. Is there a reason behind I don't... That? Is there uh, I can't remember. They, do they dip their um, arrows in something, or they have... I, I can't That's remember. There's third some, one. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. The second one's really dark. Like, almost a horror movie. I, don't, I almost don't know if I saw that. I, actually, no, I'm pretty sure I did, but I have no recollection of Blade 2. Yeah. Blade Trinity... I actually don't remember them that well, because they're, they're okay, but I wasn't a huge fan. Third one's my favorite. Third one? Yeah. Wow. A lot of people don't like it. I, no, I love it. I think it has a great balance of being good action. It has good comedy. Uh, it's more like a current Marvel movie. It yeah, has it's family friendly. Family friendly. Well, it has a good balance. As long as your kids are three well, of the older, three, like, was probably legit. was the lightest movie. Right. Of the three movies, right. so it probably is the most family friendly of all of them. And Ryan Reynolds. I mean, who doesn't love that guy? I, I it love, was hilarious. I love that guy going back to, like, what, 1998 when he was on Two Guys, a Girl, in the Pizza Place? I'm just saying, between the Ryans, I'd probably go Gosling, but that's because the notebook is really precious to me. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, he takes a second place. Oh, okay. Um, talking about Marvel movies, in 2000, they, had, they started the X-Men franchise, which, Richard, you've seen some of those movies? Uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure my response to you when you asked me earlier was that I'm pretty sure Hugh Jackman was Wolverine, to which you told me he's always Wolverine for like 1,100 episodes or something, or series, I don't know. Yeah, so, that's true. I'm not really sure that narrows it down, but I've definitely seen something with Wolverine in it. Okay. Paul, uh, looking back, how do you feel about the X-Men movies? 
because we were talking about um, you know friend of the show Nathan Struck who at times can be very um, uh, opinionated and doesn't like what Fox has done with the X-Men movies and what Sony's done with the Spider-Man movies right or wrong and so I'm just curious like overall I mean we've had what seven movies in that universe now what are your takeaways are you happy with the direction oh man well you know the first one it was important it was okay yeah right I I remember like what kind of Avengers I go awesome what kind of X-Men 1 I'm like uh, okay. Is X Men one? Is he like? Is that where he like figures out that he's Wolverine and he like fights a tree in the woods or something? With what? His Wolverine fights a tree in the woods. I don't know. I remember something about like punching a tree with his Wolverine claws or something. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. No, nothing. That's not ringing a bell to anybody. I just imagine this. <laughs> is it winter time when he's punching this tree? I don't know. What was he like? I think Magneto is somewhere around in the film that I'm thinking of. Well, he was. Fighting in the forest in X three. Okay, well that could be what it is. Well, in the first one, actually, he was hit by he smokes him with a tree. He smokes him with a tree, uh, and he goes flying through the I don't air. Think that's it, but it could have been. Was it snowy? Again, I do not recall. <laughs> I asked exactly winter time already. Anyways, I don't know if the sun was shining. The next one was okay. It had its moments. I wasn't huge on the whole. The plot didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. This funky device that wasn't cool. That doesn't feel like something that Magneto would actually want to do. Right. Because that doesn't feel like he'd be ruining the purity of the mutant race. I agree. Exactly. That didn't make sense. So, some good, some bad. It was okay. I love X2. I think it still stands up. It's my favorite of all of them. Um, and then we all know X3 was a complete disaster. Retconned out of existence. Um, thank God. Thank God. Um, and then, you know, the Wolverine movies. First one. I love the first... What I like about the first one is I do love the kind of montage you get with the opening credits. Okay. And, and the beginning of it works really well. I think it's what's fucking downhill from there. I think some of the movie works really well. Some of the performances are fantastic. Leif Shriver is fantastic as Sabretooth. Yeah, sure. He's, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, the problem is you have a lot of things that don't make sense at the end, especially what they do to Deadpool. Oh, fuck, don't get me started. Don't get me started on the Mr. Wiggly swords from the wrist there. Um, a floppy sword? It's get a floppy sword. Yeah, two of them. It's wiggle. <laughs> Um, and then the, the Wolverine was better. I liked it. Um, it was very much based on the comics. There's still some really weird decisions at the end. Yeah, too many plot twists. Too many little tweaks and turns, right? The, the weird use of Viper that doesn't... is yeah, any, not necessary. That's not Viper yeah, at all. Viper, Silver yeah. Samurai being a giant mechanical that thing. Kind of thing. I mean, the, the guy from the very beginning and the whole time. I just, uh, too many little tweaks and turns. I, get, I did like fun. certain characters. I loved Yukio. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I thought the Wolverine himself was pretty badass. Um, yeah, I, it, a lot of it did work for me, but I, again, I think a lot of it crumbles in the last half, maybe. It does, it does end well. Yeah. Um, and like then, Richard said, you know, the ending is so bad, it the whole movie kind of thing. And then you got X Men First Class, which was set in the 60s, which was a fun movie. And First Class, I still can't stand Kevin Bacon in it. I don't know why, because it's not Sebastian Shaw to me, and, and, and I guess can't. Is it because he wasn't it's shirtless? His dancing isn't good enough. <laughs> right, it wasn't footloose enough at all, for sure. It's because his version of Shaw wasn't shirtless and hanging out like no, a pirate? No, it wasn't that. It's, when, I, when you see Sebastian Shaw in the comics versus Kevin Bacon, there's no... nothing there that's even remotely similar. You know? And it just it didn't work for me. I don't know why. I guess that's my... It bothers me. And I can't get past that for whatever reason. Um, and for a movie that had zero expectation of any kind, it, it did well for itself, fine, whatever. But, again, just okay. 
Uh, I look at it as more as uh, X Men Origins Magneto. Really, yeah. Is what oh, the first half of the movie of Magneto yeah. Nazi Hunter was fantastic. Yeah, and, he, and he's badass in that. So there's. Richard, does this sound like a movie you want to see now? <laughs> Magneto <laughs> Nazi Hunter? Come on. No. He's a badass Nazi Hunter. Yeah, but is Hitler in it? No. So. To be fair, when he was old enough to be a Nazi hunter, Hitler was long since dead. It is in the past. It is. You like past movies, it's not future future movies. Days of future past is not for you. (laughs) No, it's a little bit of both. Did you hear that they're going to re-release Days of Future Past next year with the rogue sequences? It's like, they're not going to put it on the Blu-ray. Oh, I see you heard the opposite. I was reading the... Well, maybe... Sorry. It's going to be on Blu-ray next year. Sorry. After the original Blu-ray. And it's going to have, like, an extra 20 minutes. Oh. Like, they're going to reintegrate the entire thing. Oh. Which is kind of, you know... Uh, well, it's typical. If you can get more money out of something, no, let's I, do I it. I get it, but fine. Um, and we, I don't need to ask you about Days Future Past, because you already talked about it before. Yeah, so, it was good. Like, if you, if let's you, go back to Richard. Odd issues, but, yeah. Richard, back have you seen... you, Bob. <laughs> you've seen the Spider-Man movies? I have. Now... There's, what, five Spider-Man movies? I'll, get, I'll believe you on that one. Take your word for it. <laughs> so let's see which ones you've seen. So the first one was from 2002. She would have been about 16 years old. Tobey Maguire. Uh, Tobey Maguire was yep. Spider-Man. Kirsten Dunst is Mary Jane. Yep. You had Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin looking like a Power Ranger, which means obviously uh, Paul Ooh, loves it. I do remember that one. I think he, because uh, the Green Goblin is his friend, right, from uh, school. His, it's his friend's dad. Okay, yeah, right. It's his friend's dad, and then he, I don't know, he defeats him, and then later on his friend becomes a... Uh, yes. Look at you. Evil, You've evil seen villain. movies. Yay! Right. <laughs> okay, good. Good going, Richard. Give me your blue hope shirt. That's my friend. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think? What's your take on Tobe Maguire? I don't... <laughs> I'm indifferent on the subject, really. I mean... I, again, I don't have anything to compare it to. Compare or? it to. That's just you know, I, there's no standards that need to be meet to be meet to be met. Yeah. And did, uh, did I, you, I was just like, oh, okay, this is an okay movie. Yeah. I think I honestly, I think I was on a ferry, um, <laughs> crossing the Bay of Fundy, and that movie was on. Wow. And uh, I watched it on there, and it was a uh, you know better than reading a book. That's for sure. <laughs> Quite a setting. Certainly better than reading a comic book. Oh. <laughs> Let's go back in time, actually, for a second. Um, when you were growing up, did you see any of these Spider-Man animated series? Because there've been a lot. Like when I was I'm growing sure, up, I, I remember like the opening credits. The one with the song. The one with the song. So that's the. 19- I don't know. I don't know if I remember that from watching the show or just remember it from like a YouTube video or like okay. being in some type of documentary or something. Yeah. It's uh, a 1967 animated series for Spider-Man. A lot of the voice talent was in Toronto. Um, I love that show. I have When I came out on DVD about 12 years ago, I, I bought it right away. It's not that good, um, but Paul's making a face like, oh, yeah, it's not. Um, it's got a lot of good things about it. Uh, I love the music. It's got like a jazz kind of feel to it which you would never have in a modern cartoon. Um, other cartoons that would have been around when you would have been at least, like, a very young child would have been um, Spider-Man and Spider-Man and his amazing friends from the 80s. I never watched any... I never even watched any superhero animated Car- cartoons really? at all. Wow. I watched, like, 
You had a vastly uh, different childhood. I watched than like us. the Flintstones. I guess Ninja Turtles is sort of was it a comic book first? Or it, it was. Yes, back? it was. So I watched the Ninja Turtles. Um, Trying to think of what other cartoons I watched. Uh, I watched like uh, Bugs Bunny. Uh, yeah. Stuff like, but I didn't. Comic book stuff wasn't really my thing even back then. Did you, uh, Paul? Did you know that uh, you know you know the classic you know origin of the turtles, fat, the where they got their um, the creators got their inspiration from. They got it from the fact that it was a ninja craze in the comics at the time. The fact that the the two biggest titles on the stands at the time were the New Teen Titans and the X Men, which are mutants, so they made them teenage mutant ninja turtles. Uh, but in the actual origin, where the ooze comes down, it's actually. Uh, and I think they've said this in interviews, and it might even kind of be alluded to in the original comic if you look for it. But the ooze that comes down is actually from a car, the car accident that created uh, Daredevil. Um, oh. That he moved, like he, he the, the truck swerves, the radioactive stuff goes everywhere, and some of it goes down into the sewers and, tr- and transforms the turtles. Interesting. Why do the turtles live in a sewer? That's not a really a normal place to find a turtle. There's a few different reasons. Um, isn't it that... Well, in the new movie, it's because they were kind of rescued from a fire in, the, in a laboratory and then, then shoved into the sewers I, by a oh, child. That good rescuing. Well, trying to free them into an environment they could live in better okay. than taking them home and treating them like a family. <laughs> but in fairness, her parents, I think, had just died. That's from the new Ninja Turtles movie with uh, Megan Fox as April O'Neil. Okay. Spoilers. Even oh, my uh, bad. Even my <laughs> even my buddy who had a pet turtle that he wanted to get rid of had the decency to put it in a pond. Okay. <laughs> well, if you're yeah yeah I I got, well, I got nothing. It's a movie produced by Michael. Where May. is the Where is the uh, city that that's set in? It's supposed is, to be New York. Is New York, it New York? Is usually okay. turtles, yeah. So I guess, like, where else are you going to put them in New York? Although, I mean, you could take them to Central Park, drop them off there, give them a nice little place to live. Central Park's very beautiful. <laughs> Paul, do you remember... I, I can't remember the quote now from the first Ninja Turtles movie that uh, Michelangelo quoted about late pizza. Can you remember it? Uh, forgiveness is divine, but... Uh, why uh, man once said, forgiveness is divine, but never pay like full, full price, price for, for late, late pizza, pizza? Something like something that. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And Domino's was the big pizza in that movie. Correct. I actually forget who got the sponsorship in the new movie. The, that movie, actually, was the very first movie I ever saw in theaters. Ninja Turtles 1? Yep. Really? Yep. I, don't, I can't remember how old I was. You were in the book 3. Yeah, my mom took me to the oh, movie. actually 4. I think it was 1990. Ah, 4-year-old Richard Bryson. And what did you think of the Turtles back then? I loved the Turtles back then. Okay, who cool. didn't I love still, the Turtles? Like, that's one of the few toys that I still have from my childhood. Was Turtles. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I have the, uh, no, I don't have the van, but I, they had, like, a car. It's like a... Is it a car? Uh, yeah, it's like a purplish colored car. The floating car? Yeah, the floating car. Oh, wow. Oh. From the, uh, oh, what were they called? In the future, I don't know, from the other dimension, uh, the kids that with the funky hair. I have no idea. Uh, the I, flying car. I know, I used to have the, um, the villain, like, not the technodrome, but, like, they had, like, a villainous, like craft with like a like a digging thing on the end like it was almost like drill through ground I, oh yeah I barely remember that but I do remember having that had, what 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 were the two villain guys names Bebop and Rocksteady Bebop and Rocksteady I remember I had Bebop. I had Rocksteady ah so who's your turtle who 
Who's my turtle? Turtle of choice? I feel like as a kid, I... I feel like as a kid, I was always about Leonardo. Yeah, me too, actually. Although, I think I had a bunch of Raphaels, so maybe it was Raphael. I mean, Raphael was obviously the star of the movie. And then in the video game, that one that we were looking at, uh, you guys don't have to correct me, but the Nintendo video game, yeah, the one we the said f- is impossible. I can't remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for NES, yeah. It, that's just what it's called? Okay. Yeah. Um, it was definitely uh, Leonardo and Donatello and were by the two, range. Oh, they had the by range. By two go-to, yeah. right? And then Raphael was impossible. Yeah, yeah. I love the music in that I would game. always start out with Raphael because I knew he was going to be dead in like two seconds. Well, if you fall in the water in the sewers, you die. It's your yeah, turtle. which makes no sense because you're a turtle. <laughs> yeah. So you should be able to swim, but... Section possible. Who figured that out? Section possible. The second one was a lot better. It was like the arcade style. Yeah, that's the one that they've re-released like on a whole bunch of other platforms, yes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Which is fun, but it's almost the opposite. It's almost too easy. Yeah. It's, it's Although I can see Ash him up in yeah, but like I guess in an actual arcade, it's your when you're pumping yeah. the quarters, it might not be so easy. Yeah. But as like Apple a platform and, game, when yeah. you can play it forever, kind of easy. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But there are a lot of good turtle games after that. Uh, bad ones too, but they're they're, they're really good. Maybe they'll call it a new Sweet Turtles game because of the new movie. Although I don't think it's as popular. Uh, they they the 3DS came out with one like a year ago that was all right. Because there is an ongoing Nickelodeon TV series. so Which they, is actually very good. I only watched the pilot, but I love the pilot. That's good. That's good. Oh, My uh, favorite to this day is still TMNT, that movie, that CG one I made. Oh, the C- CGI back, movie? I love TMNT. It's so fucking good. Absolutely. Amazing. What, Amazing. what happened to the uh, Ninja Turtles movie they were going to make where they were aliens or something? And everyone that was, was the like, original Michael Bay one. And that was the original So that idea. was what this one is yes, now. It was supposed to be. And in the movie, there's a moment where he's like, are you guys aliens? He's like, no, that's stupid. Like, that's okay. like kind of a... So, and was it Michael Bay's idea? Or it was just it's a unclear. part of the production team that came up with that idea? Who knows? He, he executive produced the movie. It's possible it was his idea that make them aliens. Who knows? I can't even understand what, what the reason to make them aliens would be. Just because well, he thought the ooze thing was stupid? or I don't know. Because, like, if you're trying to make it grounded, which he's kind of trying to do with, like... Transformers and stuff oh, like Transformers it, are aliens so turns to be aliens they can make aliens together kind of all crossover film yeah there you go that'd be insane that'd be sweet I'd go to see that throw in some G.I. Joe I had a G.I. Joe action figure also when I was a kid that my grandmother sent me yeah Just I wasn't one? I wasn't into G.I. Joe who wasn't I only had a couple and I don't remember <laughs> their names at all no idea yeah, good luck. I, I had a f- couple of G.I. Joe, and that was it. I also had uh, one of the characters from Mask. Mask. Oh, awesome show. One time, my G.I. Joe got in a fight with uh, one of my sister's Barbies. Barbies yeah. <laughs> and busted its head off. And then uh, my sister flipped out, so I took a glue gun and glued its head back on. So then it had, like, this big, nasty neck growth. <laughs> <laughs> now, like a three-and-a-quarter-inch Joe, or like a taller, like, barbie Like the taller Joe? barbie size okay. one. Oh, oh shit. What? Kung Fu Grip? I don't remember. Kung Fu Grip? No. He had a Kung Fu kick. Took her Barbie's head right off. <laughs> you know, for some reason... Also, also, I broke another one of my sister's Barbie's heads off because it was doing a high diving off my grandmother's deck into the <laughs> swimming pool. Except instead of hitting the swimming pool, it hit the side of the pool and just... Boom. You know, for some Pop reason... I fatality. I suddenly have this image of you as a child basically being the kid Sid from Toy Story who torments all the toys. You know what? The- I wasn't really a, a toy tormentor. But um, I I did like uh, if I had like dinky cars I would 
um, sand them and like repaint them different colors. Um, I uh, would light stuff on fire all the time. You know, that was a good time. Yeah, you're Sid. Um, <laughs> Flaming Hot Wheels. <laughs> I think I was probably Andy and you were Sid. No. And I'm the father from the Lego movie. From the Lego movie? Are you call me that guy? No, I am. Oh, is that you? Oh, yeah. I'm I, like, don't, I didn't see the Lego movie. All the instructions, keep it all pristine. Yeah, I guess that would be you. So you're, uh, not, not as ridiculous? No. You're Will there, Ferrell. There, there's some of that in there. I won't, I won't deny it. Interesting. I hadn't thought about it at all. I didn't really, I didn't really wreck myself. Like, I'm, you know, my room was fairly clean. I put stuff away. But, like, my idea of playing was going more hard. on a, const- a construction basis. Like, I didn't like to just play with the toys okay. the way they came. Gotcha. I guess, you know, I, that's why I liked Lego and I liked Lincoln Logs and, like, yeah. Uh, I played a lot with um, what? What the heck are they called? The little race cars, like Matchbox or not no. Matchbox? The one that ha- you have the controller and you race it around the track. I can't think of the name. Like an RC, RC cars. like yeah, like little RC cars. I played with those and okay. trains because I like to be able to like take the track apart and build different setups. And- I did like train- those toys that you could. You bought the, the stock car and. Uh, buy parts to make the car better and faster you get suspensions and things and then they have local races at malls and stuff you could race your car on these big tracks that were in the malls I never had remember that those? I, I kind of remember what you're talking about but I had this one uh, of those cars what, the, what are they they're not just called RC cars it's called like slot cars is what they call them I don't, okay. I don't really know what that is slot cars are the ones that they actually have a track the RC cars are the remote control ones that you can just freestyle go wherever yes. you want okay but the slot car ones are the ones that are on the track on and track, usually yes. have like two cars and you and your friend race yeah. each other I didn't know that's but, what they were called because I had those but I had a fairly like quality set you know some of the junk ones like the track would fall apart and your car wouldn't work or whatever or the cars would fly off and break easy but I had like a fairly good one and you could you could buy the base, which was like the, basically the wheels and the, the electric motor. Right. And then the top, you could interchange with other tops from different cars, so you could change them up and do whatever you wanted. Yeah. And they and were they awesome. Because you always had to play with the two little, like, metal fabric-y things in the bottom of the car, Yeah, right? see, the one I so had... The connection. The one I had didn't have the two metal... Well, I think it might have had the metal fabric-y things, too, but it had, like, this um, pin underneath it, but the pin was like a T... So it actually locked itself oh, onto the track, the track okay, cool. so it didn't just fly off all the time. Like it would, if you but know. Some tracks were meant for the cars to fly off. Yeah. Right. They had jumps and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I miss that shit. I still have yeah. some of them at home somewhere. Actually, I think my, my mom's like, okay, you still have some stuff in your uh, in your closet from when you were a kid, and it needs to be out of here by Christmas. Well, my parents were giving me that nonsense. That's why they're they're gone. Right? Pardon me? They used to spark a little bit sometimes. That's oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. You can, like, you can buy all kinds of them now, but they're always, like, I don't know which ones are the good brands. Yeah. And the 1999, $20.99 ones that you get at Walmart or whatever are yeah. just junk. Or another garbage. garbage the That's true. It's the same with all those And you have to build trains. it on, like, on tile or hardwood. You can't do it on carpet. And then they're carpet. Because your, your track would never Yeah, as soon as the car puts a little bit of weight on yeah. it, it dips down and pulls it apart. Yeah, yeah. But carpet's a thing of the past anyways. What is? Carpet. 
No more carpet? Well, I'm not saying there's never going to be carpet again. I'm just saying, like, right now, carpet isn't tile. what people want. want. They all true. want tile, hardwood, yeah, I guess laminates. I always like carpet growing up. But, I don't know. Is this your normal podcast conversation, talking about carpet? That's <laughs> why it's shenanigans. Personally, I prefer shag carpet in my vans. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably of a lime green or an orange color. Uh, that like, would be sweet for a road trip. We'd like have a lot of fun if we got one of those bad boys. <laughs> An old VW van. Yeah, Cost us about twelve hundred dollars in fuel to drive down the road. But <laughs> worth it. Rest stop. Hashtag worth it. Uh, it's not an actual hashtag. I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> Thanks for that. No problem. Uh, I don't even remember where we were before we went on a long diet. I don't know, but where we should be. We're at Iron Man. Man? Okay. So the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel starts making its own movies in 2008. And so their first movie that that they do is Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. And you love the first Iron Man? Yeah. (laughs) It was awesome. It was. Uh, My favorite parts of the Iron Man movie are when he creates the original, like his first suit, the Mark One. The one where he builds it in that prison camp or whatever. Yeah. Amazing. Should have just stuck with that design because it was cool as hell. Yeah. And then when he goes back and perfects the design, and then he goes into the village where the guys are like uh, holding the women hostage or the kids or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember the exact scene. And then he just messes them up. That's the best. Which is what uh, we should look for in our future of military. Maybe yeah. not with an actual man in the suit, but as drones. Or something, but that would be so awesome. Just sending in Iron Man drones. Yeah, just sending in Iron Man drones. That's kind of the premise of the next Avengers movie. <laughs> that really? you, have, you have like an AI. But even the second Iron Man movie delves into that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but that's what the military should be creating. Like, why don't we have those? They would be cool. Yeah, I would apply to operate one. <laughs> You want to operate the... Uh, like Pacific Rim meets Iron Man? I don't know if that would be a good idea. Well, so what, is, like, what else is it about the Iron Man movies that you like so much? Is it like, I don't know. The Iron Man costume is cool. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it feels like there's a real-life part to it. He's not, he's not Iron Man. He's a regular guy that goes into a suit. Yeah. He doesn't himself really possess any special powers. Besides being a genius and Besides being rich, a genius, but I mean, I, I can live with that. Was... I can live with that because it reminds me of myself. But <laughs> but in the other superhero movies, they all have something that makes them special. Where he really doesn't have a lot that makes him special, other than he's designed this suit. True. So I get the. I mean, well, he's kind of got a Batman quality to him there. You know, they're well, both yeah. they're he's, both really smart, rich guys. He's got. Um, the word I'm looking for. I don't know. Uh, he's got charisma. Yeah. You know, so he's popular with the ladies and, you know, he makes the big fancy speeches for his company and he's kind of like a bit of a celebrity on TV, but he's not a celebrity so much at first for being Iron Man, just for being his regular job. Yeah. Um, so I like that about it. And then I also just like, I mean, it obviously had to be big budget because it looked like they spent tons of money on it. It was 
the It's actually the, done on a pretty strict budget. Oh, well, I would have thought it was done on a big budget. I mean, the Iron Man suit itself looked really cool, I thought. Yeah, really uh, well designed. The imagery was great when that was coming on and off. Like, they actually built, like, a suit that he wears. And so, like, it looks practical. Yeah, uh, that was cool. Uh, I like that there was a story behind just the Iron Man part of it. Like, there was the, you know, the personal relationship story. Um the fact that he had that I don't know what it's called so you guys can correct me reactor yeah in his chest that was messing them all up yeah I don't know good overall 7 out of 10 well hold on you said it's your favorite Marvel movie exactly but not my favorite movie okay 7 out of 10 and I'll Downey, give it a 7 and a half and Downey nails it of course in your year and Robert Downey Jr. is awesome in everything what was Tropic Thunder Especially in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Goes blackface. And my favorite my favorite part of Tropic Thunder is when, uh, I can't remember the guy, but the guy, his hand, the hands are blown off. Mm. He's got all the oh, skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, something about, we'll, we'll be in a band together. Me on the bass, you tickling the ivories. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely. Uh, what other Marvel, like, uh, Marvel Studios films have you seen? Like, we can run through them. There's Iron Man 1, which you love, or yeah, like a lot. Iron Mans. There's three Iron Mans. Have you seen them all? I feel like I have seen all the Iron Mans, but I would, would have guessed there was only two, so that makes me not sure if I have seen all three of them. The third one is the weakest. It's I very, it's kind of It's very different. It's not as much of the Iron Man and more of the man. Like he spends a lot of time out of the out of the suit. Okay. Um, like you, you and me always go about that. He was always out of the suit. Always out of the suit. Who cares? Of, he was out of the suit. I wanted to see him in the suit I'm a little bit more. No, fuck. Who cares if his body was physically in the suit? And he was using it, and he's building that technology of not being in the suit to help make Ultron down the road. People, come on. Yeah. It's a stupid thing to complain about. I re- I recall watching one. I want to say it was fairly recently that I saw it, but I can't remember a lot about it, so that makes me unsure. But where he was having a lot of trouble with the suit. He was, like, running out of power a lot of the time. That was the second one who was starting to kill him. Like, he had uh, poisoning from uh, what he was using in the suit okay. to power it, so it was killing him slowly. So maybe I haven't seen the third one. How long ago did the third one come out? Uh, oh, to last year? 2013. It's possible I haven't seen it. I'm not sure. Okay. And you so may actually like the, uh, the Mandarin twist. Yeah, absolutely you would. Um, after Iron Man, there's the well, there was Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton as the Hulk. Haven't seen it. Nope. It's it's an, I find it an enjoyable film so for a Hulk good. movie. It's best you're gonna get. Well, until they make another one. Well, well, Ruffalo's awesome. Hopefully, they can do something with him. And it's really hard to make a a good anything with it. Well, it's no. Tricky. It, it, here's the thing: they keep falling into the same trap, though. Of Kind of him on the run from the military and trying to cure himself. Here's what if my they problem do, What if the they do something different? That I never understood. Okay. Is how big does the Hulk actually get? Pretty big. I feel like sometimes he's as big as a house. Sometimes he's just a kind of big guy. Sometimes he's like as big as the Empire State Building. <laughs> I'm not really sure they how... They really fuck with the proportions in the, the first Ang Lee one. They, it was ridiculous. The angrier he got, the bigger he got. Yeah, the, the proportions were retarded. In Avengers, in, in that movie, 
and I guess in the, in the Edward one as well, he's he's pretty massive, but he doesn't get Empire State uh, building massive. Yeah, not well, that's that the problem. Massive. I mean, I'm just like, okay, I don't know how big this dude gets, but he changes size a lot. Yeah, there is that. There's some inconsistency there. It's still a fun movie. Um, yeah, I still like Incredible Hulk. I mean, it, it kind of is the forgotten Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Like, of the ten that they've done, it's probably, like, the one that people kind of forget about the most. What came well, out first? they recast it and stuff. Yeah. Too. Did the Hulk come out first or the Jolly Green Giant? <laughs> As the mascot, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like probably Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, Hulk sure. is 1962. Oh, Jolly Green Giant was like 30s, I think. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think there's a contest there. Because one of them is Jolly, one of them is not. Because I feel like the Hulk was maybe a ripoff of the Jolly Green Giant. Hulk was. And the Big Friendly Giant was kind of like a ripoff of the Jolly Green Giant. That I would agree. The thing with the Hulk is that when he first came out, he was much more of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing going on, where you had the mild-mannered scientist, and at night he would turn into the Hulk, and originally the Hulk was gray. However, they couldn't get the coloring consistent because gray is a difficult color back in the day for, with four, for four-color processing in the 60s. So they just, then they changed it just to being green. Then they changed the method that he turned to Hulk from nighttime to anger and rage. Eventually they titled together and kind of say that he has, he has been gray before he can be a great version of the Hulk which is typically a not as stupid version of the Hulk he's a little bit smarter uh, but not as strong whereas the green Hulk that we know is more childlike at times in, in men- mental capacity but is a lot stronger that's your quick Hulk lesson uh, after Hulk we had well Iron Man 2 but we also had uh, the, the Thor movies have you seen those? didn't see them no? okay uh, we had Captain America. There's two films there. I feel like I saw one of them, but don't really remember much. The first one's set in World War II. The second one is uh, modern day with um, uh, a character called the Winter Soldier. You have uh, Robert Redford. It's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies to date. Well, I would just say maybe I haven't seen it. It's too Captain new. America, just... Captain America was in Avengers. He was. So I think I only saw... I think I'm remembering seeing Captain America from the Avengers movie, but I don't think okay. I actually saw any of the Captain America movies. Fair enough. Uh, obviously, then there is the Avengers movie, which was enjoyable, a lot of fun. And then we have Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess that's... Is that all the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, movies? You got them all there. Guardians man. of the Galaxy, I didn't know it was Marvel. It looked like straight garbage. What?! I saw that. Okay, first of all, Galaxy is in the title, which to me, <laughs> right off the hop, thinks I'm not going to see that. And two, the previews, I was thinking this looks like garbage. It's That's uh, my uh, quick little synopsis. breakdown of that. I'm a little sad that you. Uh, Have you seen it? I think it's amazing. What was amazing about it? Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. like old Marvel comic movies generally it has a sense of humor and fun and adventure um really action really strong characters really strong action but again very funny um which it kind of made me feel like I felt about the first Iron Man in a lot of ways like just this sense of of swagger to it a lot of swagger I mean I suppose I'm not adverse to giving it a shot but my opinion without talking to you and to be honest I had no idea it was Marvel fair enough Um, but it didn't look like something that would interest me 
So, so we're gonna we're gonna sign it off. This uh, this has been our, our I guess our uh, on the road two episode. It's been uh, almost an hour and a half. You made it through, Richard. This is your your, your crucible of fire. So thank you for uh, being on the show and what crucible of fire. Uh, so thank you both to Paul and Richard for being on the show, and we'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.